Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Madison Reed is revolutionizing the way women color their hair with gorgeous salon quality multidimensional hair color made from ingredients you can feel good about with no harsh odor. Hundreds of thousands of women have discovered this new way to color delivered to your door on your schedule for under $25. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com. Madison Reed would like to honor True Crime Garage listeners with 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with promo code TCG. That's promo code TCG. Check out madison-reed.com today. Madison Reed, treat yourself. The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. You can showcase your work, blog, or publish content. Even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. I love that it looks great, it's easy to use, and if you have questions, they have award-winning customer service that is available 24-7. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you are ready to launch, use offer code GARAGE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is the man that chased the snakes out of Ireland. He is the captain. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's good to be seen, and it's good to see you. Thanks for listening, and thanks for telling a friend. Tonight, we are drinking Keith's Irish Stout by the great people at Granite Brewery in fantastic Toronto, garage-grade four out of five bottle caps. If you can get your hands on this, make sure you do so because this is a rich malty stout with roasted chocolate and coffee notes ending in a dry finish. And Keith's Irish Stout was brought to us by first a big thank you to Megan down in beautiful Grapevine, Texas. Big shout out to Lauren in Rockville, Maryland. And thank you to Margaret in Dooned Inn down in sunny Florida. And a big we like your jib to Paige in Cornish, New Hampshire. Let's give a shout out to Morgan in Pataskala, Ohio. Also, a long-distance cheers to Jill in South St. Paul, Minnesota. And last but not least, Captain, a big thank you to Gareth in the forever mysterious Parts Unknown. Yeah, and if you'd like to be a member of Parts Unknown, you can do so by going to our website, click on the store page, and pick up one of those Parts Unknown t-shirts. And thanks to everybody out there for helping us to fill up the fridge for this week. That's enough of the business, Captain. Everybody gather around. Grab a chair. Grab a beer. Let's talk some true crime.
update was expectedly grim. As investigators continued to scour the grounds of a Toronto home where a suspected serial killer stored his tools, the exhausted detective in charge stopped by. This is a 24-hour operation and a horrific one. We believe there are more victims on top of those five. And as we identify those victims, uh, I, I, I can't give you any idea about a number, but I do expect more charges to be laid. The ominous prediction comes after police seized more than a dozen planters from homes that hired Bruce MacArthur as a landscaper. We're not just grabbing every planter we see. Uh, if there's an indication from the canine units that uh, there's some decomposition around that planter, we'll, we'll grab it. The implication is chilling, considering police have found the remains of at least three people in just two planters they've examined. At the same home those were taken from, the plan now to warm up the frozen ground with heaters and start digging. He's retired now, but for 14 years, Kevin Bryan was a forensic investigator. He says the scope of the MacArthur investigation is staggering and will be tedious. Only certain parts of the remains will reveal key information. Typically, the skull, uh, ribs can, can uh, uh, give you if there's broken ribs or if there's uh, ribs with cut marks in them, that can indicate a cause of death. Grizzly details. Peter's Gromo follows them all with the horror of someone who might have ended up a victim too. Scromo knew MacArthur for years when they met up in Toronto last spring. He says they had drinks at this bar. Then MacArthur offered him a lift to his hotel. A friendly encounter turned intimate, then suddenly violent. He really grabbed my neck, uh, violently twisted it right to his crotch and his pants were undone. And uh, that's when I really was quite disturbed. Scromo managed to get away and never saw MacArthur again. I have an 18 and a half inch neck. My neck is big. And for him to grab my neck with one hand, twist it like that, I, I literally thought one, one more second he would have snapped and broken my neck and I was a dead man. Scromo says he had no idea, but some of MacArthur's dating profiles suggest he was into violent sex. Today, a man posted how MacArthur pursued him on a gay chat app last fall. In online messages, he says when MacArthur told him he was into asphyxiation too, he got scared and blocked him. Experts say violent sexual fantasies are common among serial killers. They rehearse in their head for many years and then eventually they begin to sort of experiment and flirt with the idea of actually acting them out. If they know, police aren't saying how the five men MacArthur is accused of killing died. Only that it's a matter of when, not if, they'll find more. Joanna Brumaliotis, CBC News, Toronto. There are more than 30 properties being scrutinized by police. This investigation is big and it's getting bigger. Dozens of tips continue to come in and the search for remains and other evidence has already expanded well beyond Toronto to properties in Peel, York and Durham regions. All right, well, we kind of left you hanging yesterday, everybody, and we that's the magic of the garage, right, mm -hmm. Captain? We can do whatever we want. <laughs> no, but we we ran out of time there. Sounded there was so sinister. Smug, even. Mm. Um, there was a lot to talk about in that little three-minute news clip that we left you with yesterday. And the thing here is, regarding Bruce MacArthur and what's come down the pipeline as of late, you need to understand this is about as new of a case as you can get. This is pretty, this is like breaking news for the garage here because we have a, a man that's arrested late January. Here we are the beginning of March trying to figure out what happened here and how this thing's going to go down once it gets to court. Well, and because there was so much information coming out from this, we're getting a lot of emails and a lot of people on social media saying, hey, look into this cover yeah. this case um then you have to it's the balance of can you cover this case is there enough to talk about yeah well the interesting thing too captain is that this kind of came on to our radar uh middle to late of last year when we started getting emails from our good listeners that are saying hey there's something going on here in toronto there's all these missing men right 
And at the time you have these two different task force and we don't know that anything's connected. It wasn't until the breaking news in, in January that they had tied a lot of these cases together. And Oh, the big thing here is that they all share the same suspect. So let's talk about that news clip a little bit here, captain. So what does that tell us? That tells me some very, very scary stuff at the, at the very beginning of that news clip is where the, the man states that police, saw a man go up to the apartment with Bruce MacArthur up to Bruce's place. And then they decide to kick in the door. And when they get into the apartment, they find that this man that went willingly into Bruce MacArthur's apartment, that he's chained up to the bed. Yeah. So what does that tell us? So we know at that time that for some reason in September of 2017, Bruce MacArthur became, he he came onto their radar, onto police's radar. Mm-hmm. They go to this auto parts, this auto body, auto parts. Uh, sounds more like a salvage yard type thing to me. But he sells them. Bruce sold these people his vehicle. This his creeper Dodge, van, yeah. This Dodge Caravan. The rumor that I keep hearing the most is that there might have been dried blood in the back of the van. Yeah, my thought on this was when they're looking into Bruce or, or even this van is at some point they probably took cadaver dogs and had them sniff around. And I'm, I'm guessing that they got hits uh, from these dogs and that's why they uh, took this van over. I would be willing to wager that you're probably exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. Because yeah. here's what my thoughts are, Captain, is that there was something in that van, something in or on that van mm-hmm. that was enough for police. We talked about gut feelings as well. There was enough for police with their expertise and their years involved in in sleuthing and in homicide investigations where these guys felt that this guy, this Bruce MacArthur guy, this guy that sold this van, he's guilty of probably murder. There's a chance he's linked to more than one of these disappearances of these men. So we have enough evidence to to stay on this investigation. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough evidence to wrap him up to, uh, to arrest him and send this thing to court. So what do we have to do here? This guy is potentially very, very dangerous. Yeah. We need to follow this guy. Maybe here's what I wonder too. Do you, are you following, you're following the guy probably for a multitude of reasons, right? But one is if you think that he might be linked to more than one disappearance, are you following him with the simple fact that let's see where he goes because we have no bodies. Mm -hmm. We have all these guys that have disappeared. We have no bodies. We, we don't even know where to start looking for bodies yet. Right. Cause possibly there's a dumpy ground somewhere. And I think the other possibility too, is that, you know, he has a violent past. He pled guilty to attacking a man with a lead pipe. And so if you think that two of them are connected and possibly more than two, Mm-hmm. And then you start looking in the database of all the men that are roughly 40 to 60 years old that have gone missing in the gay village of Toronto. Then you start going, well, there could be more than five, right? Yeah. And then you start going, well, this is a possible serial killer. And if so, you want to stop him uh, from having another victim. And could you imagine um, the horror that you're tracking this individual and he has a gentleman with him, and they're yeah. going to go into their they're going to go into Bruce's uh, you know apartment. And for all you know, that's the that's his dungeon. Uh, so well that that's the scary thing, Captain, because you know what happens during that situation is you don't have. I wouldn't imagine that you have the top cops. You know, you don't have the the super detective out following around Bruce MacArthur. That's kind of a uh, a tedious task that you right. give you give to some the rookie. That's yeah. right. So you got these guys out following Bruce MacArthur around. There's there is a phone call. There's a cell phone call made at that time that says, "You know what? Look, boss, I understand that we have an active investigation here. Mm-hmm. I understand that our number one priority is to follow this dude around and see what he's up to. However, I have to tell you." a guy that that could potentially fit this dude's victimology just went into his apartment. What do we do boss? Because you run the risk of completely sabotaging your investigation here, or you also run the risk of, 
one, not per- your job is to protect the public, protect and serve. You could you could be sending a guy to his to his to his the death, death sentence. Yeah, it's, to Bruce Bruce MacArthur's apartment, and then that's on your hands as a as a department. And I'm sure that the chief or whoever says, "Hey, you got to go in," because if if it gets out that they're following this individual and he basically murders somebody underneath your nose, now you're going to catch him for that crime. You're going to lock him away for that, but you got to get him on these other crimes as well. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to come out to the public that you were watching him and basically murdered somebody and you knew it. Right. You knew under, it was under your watchful eye, this guy was killed. Now, the thing here is what they do ultimately do decide to do is break down the door. They go in and they find this, this man um, chained to the bed. Now, right. okay. Now there's a lot of people out there going to go, okay, well he went into the apartment willingly yes, and he could have been, he could have been involved in a consensual act. Right. George okay. Costanza. So, <laughs> so what we're talking about here though, is there, th- there are some wording within these news reports where we find out very quickly after them going into Bruce's apartment that they start to search Bruce's apartment. They start to search areas and locations that are tied to Bruce MacArthur. Well, How, and a lot of a lot of homes are going to be tied to him because he does work at a lot of homes. Yeah, and I want to be clear here because we are making some assumptions in today's show, and we have to because this is such new information that once the police make their arrest and they, they announce to the public that we've made an arrest, mm-hmm. guess what? You're not going to get much information after that because we need this stuff for trial. Right. So we have to make some assumptions here to kind of tie this story together, to tell it completely. And that being my suspicion is that when they kicked in that door and they found that gentleman uh, chained to the bed, yeah, there's a good chance that he told police, look, yeah, I came in here willingly uh-huh. at some point this guy's doing something against my wishes without my consent. Well, he could have pulled. I mean, there's so many weird things here that Bruce is to me. Like it just reminds me of a lot of things. One, the lead pipe, you know, attacking an individual out of nowhere with a lead pipe Mm -hmm. and then having that attack where he apologized for it. That, that is something that happened with Gacy. Yeah. And then you got this situation where you have an individual that goes into your house willingly, but now you get him handcuffed. Reminds me of Gacy as well. Mm-hmm. The old hand, you know, the old handcuff trick. And so was he tricked? And then also, you know, preying on the gay community, bathhouses and bars. That's very Dahmer like to me. Yeah. And when you hear that this guy is charged with a couple of couple counts of murder, you start to wonder, okay, well, if he did do this, and you know me, I like to I like to call him out on the show. He's looking very guilty even early on in this, even with the assumptions that we have to make. He's he's looking to be very guilty here. Well, maybe you can clear this up for me. The the guy that they found handcuffed to the bed. Does he come out and state I I didn't want to be handcuffed? Um, I, I don't know that I'm making a complete okay. assumption there. I'm here's what I'm guessing because they found some, some people are into that. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> don't, you can say it like that. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing here is though, my assumption is that this guy felt threatened or concerned for his life or well being at some point yeah. and was probably thankful that the cops had kicked in the door. And my, the reason why I say that is because I don't know exactly how the, the rules and the laws work up in Canada, mm-hmm. but here, okay. If they would have kicked in the door, they can kick in the door on probable cause. But if that guy then says, look, I came in here willingly and we're just, we're two grown men. We're two adults doing adult things. Right. Nobody's in trouble here. Bruce MacArthur has every right to tell the police, get the hell out of my apartment. Yeah. We're just doing a horizontal naked hug. Yeah. Adult hug. Uh, toes to feet. Wait, mm-hmm. Toes to face. Mm-hmm. What? No. Okay. okay. Anyway, so the thing here is, though, Captain, if unless the police have probable cause to search his apartments, mm-hmm. I think something happened. They witnessed something that they said, look, either we don't need Bruce MacArthur's consent 
or this guy that was chained to the bed, he's a potential victim. He tells us something is not right is going down. Now we have probable cause to search Bruce MacArthur's apartment. The reason why I say that is because they must have found something. They must have found yeah. something in that apartment that led them from from where they were before, where they were just surveilling him, to now we have enough that we are going to arrest this guy, charge him with two counts of first-degree murder, and yet we have no bodies. Yeah. They found something in that apartment. And like like you hear in the trailer earlier is the, is the idea that if you don't have any bodies, it's really hard to convict somebody. Mm-hmm. but they feel like they have enough evidence of such. Now, following Bruce's arrest, yeah. we have other people coming out and we have other sources. And in fact, um, that, that start coming out and telling stories about Bruce MacArthur. Now, one story is about an alleged sexual assault. This is from as early back as 2016. Mm-hmm. So a police source, this is quote unquote, a police source told to, I think it was the global news, but regardless, it was one of the news outlets, this story involving Bruce MacArthur. And it goes like this, that the source said that MacArthur had agreed to meet a man. Again, this is from sometime in 2016 that he had became acquainted with through an online dating app. The two agreed to meet for consensual sex at a secluded North York parking lot. During the date, the source told MacArthur allegedly, uh, I'm sorry, the source said MacArthur allegedly started to choke him while the couple were in the back of MacArthur's red van. The man was able to fight MacArthur off and told MacArthur he was going to call police. MacArthur reportedly then drove to the 41 Division Police Station in Scarborough where he told officers that he was going to be called that they were going to be called about a sexual assault. And MacArthur's telling the officers, you know, this wasn't true. This is not going to be a true statement that you're about to receive from this person. I mean, Th- we- this act was consensual. Uh-huh. And while this is all going down, we have the man who was allegedly choked. He did call the police. Like he said, he would good for him. And he talks to he talked to officers at the 32 division in Toronto's North End. Mm-hmm. So at some point, the source then said, told the news that MacArthur was placed under arrest and was taken to the 32 division where he was investigated for this situation. Mm-hmm. The problem here, though, is whatever goes down, whatever MacArthur tells these officers he's not arrested and he's not charged with anything. And now that they have Bruce arrested and he's being charged with these murders of these missing men, we're going to have other people that were attacked, other men that were attacked by Bruce come forward and share their accounts of, and, and, and how they survived an attack from this vicious guy. Yes. Let's listen to this man's story. Mr. MacArthur uh, was, he looked like Santa Claus. Like, um, even on his profile, his pic had a picture of him as the mall Santa. He didn't strike me as someone who was going to kill me. He strike me as someone who was trying to push my limits, but then it quickly turned to, this guy's not respecting my limits. You don't go into these things thinking it's going to be you. You hear about them happening to other people, but it's just, it still blows me away today that it, it, this occurred to me. This, this happened to me. I was just the lucky one. Like, that's all. It could happen to anyone. I first became aware of Bruce MacArthur. Um, it has to go back probably over a couple years of just ad hoc kind of one-off messages on various apps. That day, it was a beautiful sunny day, clear, clear, clear sky. I, um, it was a daytime meeting. I was supposed to be there about to meet him about 12 noon, I believe. 
Um, I was running a little bit behind, but I was in correspondence on the app saying, I'm running behind, just hold on for 15 minutes. And I was getting my stuff together. Um, and then I went to the, meeting, the designated meeting place and that's uh, when I got in his uh, truck. When I got in the truck, I had a conversation with Mr. MacArthur about a serial killer being at large. When I said there was a serial killer, he didn't respond. It was just like the conversation uh, kind of went into what he does for a living, which possibly could have been related, I guess, in hindsight. He did mention he had a roommate. He said it was just a roommate, um, that he was at work, and uh, that it was, wouldn't be a problem. And so I took that at face value, um, and I went uh, to put on the things that he um, asked me to put on, and uh, he mixed me a drink. I was aware that he, um, there was GHB that was there. GHB is a drug that uh, causes a euphoria, um, puts you at ease and makes you comfortable and a little bit um, um, heightens the sexual encounter. Um, that's why I would take it. Um, if you do, there's a fine line with GHB because it is the date rape drug. If you go over, if you know what you're doing, you can certainly uh, knock someone up unconscious very easily. He was going to mix the GHB up for me, but I gave him instructions if he was not to do more than five mils because that would make me go to sleep. Uh, that day, it was agreed that I would uh, submit to his experience that had been indicated on his profiles. His, his big things, as I know them, were um, he liked to find submissives, find their um, buttons that he could push, find what their edge was, was, yes, and then push them over it. The fear that I started to feel uncomfortable that day for the first time was I couldn't breathe. That's, I have memories of, of not being able to catch my breath throughout the beginning, um, early on. And that, um, that made me uncomfortable and, and put the rest, first red flag up that I, that I wanted to go home because he wasn't, I felt, respecting my limits. The shortness of breath was from specific acts he was, he was doing to me. Um, he was basically uh, raping my throat. Um, he was uh, uh, cutting off my airway. Um, and I was physically to the point where I was giving panic and I was panicked but in that type of play there's some expectation of trying to find that area where it's it's close to the edge um, but at that point it was that's the only memory I have from it is that just this overall I couldn't breathe I couldn't breathe I couldn't breathe how was he cutting off your airway? Like I said, like with with the, um, his penis, um, with uh... the evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. 
or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I highly recommend that you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com garage today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash garage. This show is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. Check out BetterHelp.com slash garage today. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need to pack a lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code TrueCrimeGarage50 at FactorMeals.com slash TrueCrimeGarage50 
to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Uh, his hands uh, with his body weight sitting on my chest. When you play with someone in the, this, the, the proper environment, it's built on safe, sane, and consensual, and they're safe words, and he wasn't giving in to the indicators that I was not being able to catch my breath. Um, and at this point, I'd started to sweat quite a bit, which for me would be an indicator that I was drugged strong, more, um, I had a larger dose than what I would have noticed normally. When I started to feel uncomfortable, I think at that point, that may have been the point where it was too late for me to to um, know what was happening to a degree. Because I think I at that point, I may have fallen, uh, gone unconscious. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Ready to start your new business? Make it stand out with Squarespace. With beautiful templates created by world-class designers, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your ideas into a new and unique website. Showcase your work, blog, or publish content. Even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Though if you do have a question, Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer service is there to help. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code GARAGE to save 10% off your first purchase of the website or domain. That's squarespace.com and use our promo code GARAGE. Destiny is calling and it says that you need a new website. Make it with Squarespace. Check out squarespace.com for your free trial and use our promo code GARAGE to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Check out squarespace.com today. Today's episode of True Crime Garage is brought to you by the movie Unsane, a new psychological thriller coming to theaters this spring from Academy Award-winning director Steven Soderbergh. Unsane stars Golden Globe winner Claire Foy, who plays Sawyer Valentini a recent victim of stalking who is trying to move on with her life. She has changed her phone number, taken out a restraining order, and she is even relocated to a new city. But Sawyer can't shake the feeling that her stalker is still tracking her. After speaking to a therapist about her concerns, Sawyer is involuntarily committed to a mental institution, and she believes that her stalker has followed her there. But she is not sure what she can believe. Has her biggest fear turned into reality, or is it all in her head? Rolling Stone raves, Unsane is electrifying, prepared to be wild, and you're going to be pinned to your seat. Check out the new psychological thriller, Unsane, in theaters March 23rd. Discover more by visiting unsane.movie. Have you read the labels on the back of your skincare and makeup? Most people don't, but Juice Beauty wants to change that. Your skin can absorb up to 60% of what you put on it. So what goes on your skin can be as important as what goes in your body. Juice Beauty is made with certified organic ingredients. And their formulas use natural ingredients. They're certified organic ingredients. And they have been proven to work as good, if not better, than the conventional beauty products. Juice Beauty is the organic solution. In fact, I use Juice Beauty Green Apple Peel Exfoliant. And I feel good using Juice Beauty because I'm trying to take care of my skin, not harm it. And Juice Beauty has a bunch of products. They have anti-wrinkle creams, moisturizers, mascara, cleansers, sunscreen, makeup. They have tons of stuff. You need to check out juicebeauty.com today. Go to juicebeauty.com slash garage for exclusive savings on your first order when you use the code garage20 at checkout. That's juicebeauty.com slash garage and make sure you use code garage20 at checkout. I know there um, has been evidence that has been suggested by the police that um, I was unconscious. And in that evidence, 
there is definite signs that I was in a position bound and ready to be killed. I don't know how long I was unconscious. So, but there was, at that point, I could hear the roommate was home. And the roommate was like, like I didn't hear him come in the front door and that sort of noise. So the roommate was well in the apartment for a period of time by the time I was aware of him. And I did say to um, Bruce, I said, oh, your roommate's home. Like, uh, like, and I was starting to use this as my way to like end, end this. And uh, he, he said the words, not until I come first. I asked to go home. He said, I have one more task to perform. And then I gathered my stuff and I don't remember getting home that day. I don't remember how I left. When the police detective brought to my attention the fact that they had photographs of me because she she was asking if I saw cameras, if I, if I and I didn't remember any cameras. Um, but then when it was winding down and I knew at this point there were photos of me, um, I asked her if, um, like, how do you, like, how do you know? Like, I, I still wasn't ready to believe that I was that victim. And, uh, she said to me um, that I was, I was bound, I was in pretty much, for lack of a better term, because I can't disclose everything, um, a, a kill position for him. And it, I, why it stopped? I don't have all the information the police have. All I can go on is what I, I think. And it's the roommate coming home, interrupting his, whatever his process is or his ritual. And uh, thank God for me. It hadn't dawned on me till we got further along in the conversation how much danger I was in that day and how close I was to not coming back. Um, and that is also um, something that haunts me, gives me nightmares. This occurred in the summer, uh, about halfway through the summer, and the police contacted me the day after his arrest. The fact that they found me the next day um, leads me to believe that they were all—they were on top of it, and they were—they knew who I was, um, because to go from he's arrested and um, finding me took like less than twelve hours. I was with my partner, and my—I was in the bedroom, and I had brought an article out without a picture of Bruce and said, oh, they caught the serial killer. And then a few minutes, maybe 15, 20 minutes later, he comes down to the bedroom with his tablet with full picture saying, this is the man that did it. And I went, oh my God. And then I told my partner that um, I'd, been with, I'd been with him. When my partner brought in the picture and I said, oh my God, I've been with him. That is not unusual for us to have, uh, we have an open relationship and it works quite well for us. The only thing that particular day, the rule that I broke was I didn't tell him where I was going. And that's something that's very hard for me to, today because I would have um, had it gone through, 
I would have just disappeared and I would think of my partner being here. Um, first of all, uh, wondering why I wasn't home because I was always home when he got home. And then getting probably pissed off that I haven't left a note or called and then going to panic and then, and then the worst case, which uh, to put him through that would have been hell. I am having some night terrors. Um, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm afraid of the dark. I've never been afraid of the dark. The fact that it happened in the daytime is quite um, ironic, but now I see things in the dark. I see shadows. Um, uh, my counselor told me it's to be expected. I've been through something traumatic and uh, um, I don't want to live in fear. Um, I don't want to become an asexual person because I'm afraid of going forward and uh, he, if he kills those personality traits in me, he's one for me. Like he's got another, he's taken me yet further and I'm not gonna be that far of a victim. I've been a victim once of his, I'm not gonna be a victim twice. So that's a lot to unravel. There. Yeah, powerful stuff from that uh, victim that decided to come forward and tell the media what had happened. Some interesting things inside that story, Captain. He says that the police had found a photo of him on Bruce MacArthur's computer. Yeah. To which he states that he never saw any cameras. He does not remember his photo being taken. So, so remember, he says he believes he blacked out or was choked out at some point. Well, he was also drugged. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, we, I don't know if drugged is the right term because he knew he was going to take these drugs. Yeah. Yeah. You know. A heavier dose than what he claims he had asked for. <laughs> and so at some point we can assume that these photos that were taken of this gentleman were after he was either blacked out or choked out by Bruce MacArthur. Right. He doesn't remember seeing cameras. He doesn't remember seeing any cameras set up or having his photo taken. And the police contact him within about 20, within about 12 hours of them arresting Bruce MacArthur. The thing here that we learn from this captain, this very detailed account of this attack on this poor man, is that this gives us a lot of insights into Bruce MacArthur and what kind of monster this guy is. Yeah. And furthermore, his M.O., because, you know, I was wondering when we first when we first took on this case and mm -hmm. we hear that there was a potential romantic relationship between the potential offender and some of the victims, yeah. you wondered if it was like a, um, I don't know, maybe a, something similar to a Jeffrey Dahmer situation where when asked, you know, Dahmer had certainly had many crazy levels of perversions that was going on within him and his apartment. Right. However, when it boils down to it, sometimes Dahmer's saying, you know, I, I killed because I didn't want to be alone because I didn't want this person to leave. I didn't want them to ever leave me. And the only way that I could guarantee that was for me to make them my victim, keep them there with me, and then ultimately consume them. Right. Now, what I mean by that is when I hear of some types of romantic relationships between Bruce MacArthur and these victims, you wonder is... Was this some kind of in the heat of the moment attack where it's a bad breakup or he gets jealous and he attacks these people? No, what we see here is that we have a guy that has some some high perversion levels and these are sexual oriented killings that mm -hmm. are going on. Some of them could be when you're talking about and the police won't come out and say this, you know, they won't tell us how these these poor people have died and mm -hmm. been killed but we can assume from the the stories that we're hearing from these di different victims that had survived and come forward we can assume that these are strangulations 
asphyxiation. These yeah. are, are things along those lines. This is how these men were killed. Yeah, I think it's almost like, you know, uh, he would take his perversions a little too far where like he's he's getting a, a willing partner to have a sexual experience with. And then he's taking whatever fantasy is in his head because it's just like this survivor said. He said, well, I put on what he told me to put on. And so on some level, they're acting out this fantasy, but then Bruce is taking it too far. And I think as he's taking it too far, it's either that he, it's either that Bruce is losing control or the fact that these uh, individuals felt attacked that maybe he felt like, okay, well, they feel like that's an attack, so now I have to kill them to cover up that attack, if that makes any sense. I see where you're going with that, but what I think we have here is I think we have a a man that wanted to kill, that that has a sexual perversion towards killing. That's right. part of the sex act for him is the actual murder, the actual death of the his victim. Okay. And the reason why I feel that way is I, I see an evolution, let's say, in this, this individual where this first attack that we hear about that occurred in 2001, this is more of like a caveman style attack where, okay, I want a victim. I have some, some sexual perversions that I need to act out. And the only way I know to, to do this, to go about this is I'm going to club this dude and I, once he's knocked out, I'm going to be able to do what I want to him. He has, he has elevated his, his, his killing game, let's say. Right. By, by at some point he learned, you know, what's easier rather than having to trick someone and attack them. Why don't I, why don't they not find out about the trick until they're already handcuffed until right. they're already tied up or and, drugged and yeah. drugged. Yes. So now what I can do is I can get on these different dating apps or I can meet people and I can say, look, I'm into, I'm into the bondage. Right. I'm into these types of games. Are you willing to play? And the vibe that I get from some of these surviving victims that we hear is that it sounds like maybe that wasn't their thing so much as it was his thing, but they were willing to play along. You yeah. know, they were willing to play along to the point where at some point they're, they're going, crap, this is no longer fun anymore. We are, not, we are no longer having a good time. This guy tricked me. This guy, did, this guy put me in this situation, and now I've been tricked, and I'm, I'm helpless, or I'm defenseless. Yeah. And, yeah, so he, you know, he's, he's raping the, these victims, but that's where I believe... Um, or at least my gut feeling is saying because he took that too far that the murder is to cover up from that. I don't know if the murder is actually um, part of the sexual experience. Of, you know, I'm not an ex expert at it, but this is what my gut is telling me. Well, there's another unique thing that we see Bruce MacArthur do twice is on two occasions, he's involved in attacking an individual and the individual defends themselves to the point of telling him that they're going to contact the police and Bruce MacArthur, he does, he gets the upper hand by going to police first. Yeah. And that's a, that's a unique strategy there. And people will go, well, why the hell would he do that? Well, because he's hiding a lot of stuff. This guy would much rather drive right to the police department, walk in with his hands up and go, look, I'm guilty of this. And you're going to find out about it very soon. The reason why he does this, he doesn't want them digging into his personal life too much. Yeah, it's one thing to say that you assaulted somebody or even sexually assaulted somebody and you can fess up to those crimes and take uh, accept the punishment that you get from those crimes. Easier crime to defend as well. And also, especially in this community, I mean, this is a community that uh, I think a lot of times law enforcement kind of stays out of. Um, you know, where there, if there was an attack in the heterosexual community uh, of this nature, they would take them a little more serious. Now, I know that's very generalizing everything, but we see this time and time again. Well, specifically regarding this case, we have the two incidences where I personally believe the victims didn't didn't come forward or 
they weren't fully cooperative with law enforcement. And that's not to blame them for anything. They don't know what else Bruce MacArthur is out there doing. Right. Um, but what I mean by that is law enforcement in, in its own way has their hands tied behind their backs. If they have victims that won't cooperate with the investigation or testify against this individual. Now, the thing here is too, that we have the computer that was found ultimately to kind of, to kind of sum up this story for you. Bruce MacArthur, once they decide that he's probably linked to the disappearance of the several of these guys, they they start finding body parts. They find body parts of individuals that have been dismembered and they are in planters, these large planters. Remember, we said Bruce is a landscaper. He's an independent contractor or self-employed, uh-huh. whatever you want to call it. And he works for many different people. Well, some of these properties that he's worked for He's distributing these body parts amongst these planners at different people's properties. Now they were able to, to do many searches. This has been a a concerted effort, a big time effort to try to locate these missing men and what they've ultimately found. I believe, I believe I could be wrong. Captain, I believe Bruce MacArthur to this date, March 13th has been charged with seven counts of homicide. Yeah, and law enforcement believe there's more. I think uh, one of the houses that he did work at, um, they found some, at least DNA, and it was it was three different victims, all, all scattered through like you know flower, like you said, flower pots and flower beds and and things like that. I mean, I mean, this guy is beyond sick. Well, from my understanding, is this that they recovered body parts or they reco- recovered better to say the remains of seven individuals. My understanding is that they have identified six of these seven that we still have one male victim that remains unidentified to this day. Yeah. They actually, uh, took uh, a picture and, and, and gave this, uh, to, to uh, the people of Canada to try to help out with. Well, that's, that is a good topic to discuss because we don't know that that is in fact the case. So what we do know regarding this photograph, there was a photograph like the captain said, released to the public in hopes that people could identify the man in the photo. Yeah. Police have stated that the man in the photo is, is believed to be deceased. Right now where I call into question that is we don't have anybody saying that the photo belongs to the unidentified remains that we have found. So where we have a situation where we've recovered the remains of seven individuals and we now have a photo of a man that we're trying to identify. Yeah. The reason why I say that we don't know that the photo is of the unidentified remains is because police have stated that photo was taken from MacArthur's computer and that they took that photo and they had to clean it up a little bit. They Photoshopped it to take out quote unquote artifacts that would have been seen inside that photo. Mm. And the police really didn't want to release this to the public. However, it was like a last resort. We have to identify this man. And so the, the big question here with Bruce MacArthur is ultimately how many people do they think that he has killed? How many, how big could this number go? And the reason being is you have an individual that we, he remained under the radar for so long. He had victims that were missing. He's, he's a one. And if he's putting their remains and flower pots, then you got to hope that somewhere you can find a list of clients. And you're talking about years of working out as, as a landscaper that you have to then go back and check all those properties. Mm-hmm. He's a sophisticated organized killer is what he would be classified as when people would be investigating this as far as the FBI is concerned. Yeah. AKA piece of shit. The thing. So how far back can we trace this thing? How high could these numbers go? I'm hoping my suspicion is that the photo is not of the unidentified remains that they're not one in the same. Mm-hmm. My suspicion is we're probably looking at eight murdered victims here. Mm-hmm. We, we will only, we will only find this out as the court proceedings continue. And you know, we're here recording these episodes on the 13th. 
I believe Bruce MacArthur is scheduled to be back in court either on the 14th or the 15th. Yeah, I think, like we said, based off what information they had and they were running surveillance on this guy for a while, so they were collecting evidence as they're doing that, uh, then you basically catch him, him in the act. And then on top of that, you have all these other survivors coming out. And they're giving you information and evidence. And on then you have this computer evidence. And what else other evidence do they find that we're not going to know about until the trial? I mean, this guy seems like a pretty open and shut case. Yeah, I think we're looking at a very strong guilty conviction here. Um, I, I, you know, the police have taken some scrutiny because the gay community around Toronto has said that Bruce MacArthur has been interviewed years ago regarding yeah. some of these disappearances. And the gay community have said that it's one of the best quote unquote, best kept secrets. Now I don't know about that. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. He is so tied to a couple of these victims. It's very likely that he was in fact interviewed. Yeah. I don't know where police slipped up. I'm it's hard for me to say that they did. Um, what I see here on the outside looking in is I do see some victims that were leading living somewhat secretive lives, which yeah. makes any investigation a little bit harder, difficult. Yeah. If, um, if you're having uh, relationships with different men and you're married that you, you know, to a woman that, you might not want that information out. And so then there's probably times that um, victims could have came forward to give them more information or when they were questioned, they could have been uh, more truthful from the beginning. And maybe that would have stopped this. But uh, but this guy was a cold, calculated killer. So, I, you know, I don't want to throw them under the bus, uh, law enforcement. I agree. And from from the outside looking in, Captain, I, I, I applaud their efforts from late last year up until the present. Before that, I don't know much about the investigation to make a determination or shame anybody either way. Well, and I don't, and again, I don't know this for certain, but I think the gay community has a right to say, look, you know, as far as our community goes, they're at more risk. Now, some would say that you're putting yourself at more risk. I mean, you're putting yourself at more risk if you're going home with individuals that you don't know if you're letting individuals tie you up or if you're letting individuals handcuff you, if you're letting individuals drug you, this puts you at higher risk. But, but I do side with the idea that, um, a lot of times, uh, homosexual communities are not protected as much as heterosexual communities. Well, the, the only people I believe deserve any shame in this story as it unfolds is, you know, when doing the research for this case came across several websites and I won't name them by name because I, I didn't actually look at them long enough to care to know their name, but right. I'll just refer to this grouping of websites as the haters. And it was, you don't have to use your imagination too much to, to get where I'm coming from, but it was a lot of victim blaming a lot of people saying, see what they get for this, that, and the other thing, right. um, you know, serves them right sort of thing. Look, we are on what episode 190, 191, something like that. Like that. We've, we've talked about victims from every walk of life. Nobody, nobody, regardless of who they are, any regular citizen that's not walking around harming anybody or, or infringing on anybody else's rights right. deserves to be victimized in any form or fashion, whether it be theft, rape, murder, Nothing like that. The things that happen to these individuals are horrible. They're unspeakable acts that were committed by a monster. This episode of True Crime Garage is brought to you by Unsane. It's a new movie. It's a new psychological thriller from their director, Steven Soderbergh. And it's starring Claire Foy. Involuntarily committed to a mental institution, a woman must confront her greatest fear. But is it all in her head? This movie is written by Jonathan Bernstein and James Greer. Check out Unsane in theaters March 23rd.
And make sure you check out juicebeauty.com slash garage. You know your skin can absorb up to 60% of what you put on it. So what goes on your skin can be as important as what goes in your body. Juice Beauty is a skincare and makeup line that is made with certified organic ingredients. Go to juicebeauty.com slash garage. And for exclusive savings on your first order, use our promo code garage 20 at checkout. First off, I want to thank all the listeners for suggesting this case as early as the middle of last year. Thank you for being aware. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. We do listen to you. That's right. We listen to you. This weekend is St. Patrick's day. Everybody enjoy the basketball games. Everybody enjoy some time with friends and family, uh, toast a drink. Yeah. And, but look, we talked a lot about these dating apps and any listener out there that is using one, to meet people, that's a great thing, right? Build a relationship, whatever. But when you're going to meet somebody from these apps, make sure you send a friend um, some information of the person or send a picture of the person. So then if your friend goes missing or, or if you went missing, that your friends would have information to give to law enforcement. Take precautions. That Don't be stupid. That's right. right. All right, and until next time, everybody, be good, be kind, don't litter. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.